1: One of the first things that may come to mind for many of you is the famous science fiction movie series starring Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. But did you know that the comic the movies were based on, Lowell Cunningham's The Men in Black, was itself based on a popular UFO conspiracy? Men in Black, as the name would suggest, are beings that appear, usually in black suits, often after UFO sightings. And many people who believe that they have seen the men in black, saw something unusual in the sky only moments before. One such man who feels he had an encounter with one of these men in black was Dr. Herbert Hopkins. Dr. Hopkins lived in Maine with his wife and children. The 58 year old was a renowned allergist who had spent years trying to find the cause of multiple sclerosis. But Dr. Hopkins' real passion lay in the concept of hypnosis. In early September 1976, as the first hints of fall were coming to Maine, Dr. Hopkins found himself consumed by a case he had consulted on the year prior. And for whatever reason, Dr. Hopkins couldn't shake the story from his mind. On October 27, 1975, David Stevens and Glenn Gray, two friends in their early 20s, were driving along a country road in Oxford, Maine, at around 3 a.m. Now things were quiet at this hour, and the two men hadn't passed another car in quite some time. But suddenly, without warning, a massive light appeared above them. For the next few seconds, David and Glenn continued on in a daze, not yet really registering what was going on. That was until a beam of light hit the car directly, causing it to spin off course. David and Glenn would wake up hours later in their car and it was still on the road. As they regained consciousness, they cautiously made their way home, each entirely unsure of what had happened in the hours after the bizarre light appeared. And for weeks, David tried to brush off the incident. No matter how hard he tried, he was unable to regain any memory from the time the light appeared to the time they woke back up. And with the event refusing to leave his mind, David decided to try something radical. And that was hypnosis. And this is how he met Dr. Herbert Hopkins. During his sessions, David recalled viewing his car from above Out of a window in a small room There was a four and a half foot tall Pale skinned being that joined him It had a mushroom shaped head And no eyebrows And the nose was nothing more than two dots And the creature had some sort of covering on David then remembered having a message enter his mind After the being came into the room telling him not to be afraid. David was medically examined, and hair, blood, and even fingernail samples were taken from him. And after being told to redress, David soon found himself back in the car with Glenn as they were both waking up. And after getting home, David and Glenn wanted nothing more than to crash into their beds and fall asleep. They had no way of explaining what happened. And even if they did, everyone would have thought they were crazy. Unfortunately, sleeping that night wasn't so easy. They started feeling ill and battled with a blurry vision and dizziness. Even talking seemed like an impossible task. And when David's mother saw them... She noticed their hands appeared swollen, and they were clammy, despite complaining about feeling cold. These symptoms lasted for the following few days. Dr. Hopkins started speaking to David in December, a few months after the incident. Fast forward to September 1976, And on the evening of the 11th, Dr. Hopkins' mind was on David and his story. He was alone that night as his wife and children were out. And that's when the telephone would ring. Dr. Hopkins got out of his chair and walked over to the wall, picking it up to see who was on the other side of the line. The man on the other end said he was the New Jersey UFO Research Organization vice president. And for someone like Dr. Hopkins, this was a very exciting person to hear from. The man continued to say that he was calling from a payphone because he happened to be in the area and wondered if he could stop by to discuss Dr. Hopkins' research. And of course Dr. Hopkins agreed and gave the man his address. He would put the phone down and made his way to the front door, wanting to put on the porch light for the visitor. In the time it took Dr. Hopkins to cross the room, the man was already climbing his front stairs. Dr. Hopkins knew that there were no phone booths on his block. So how the man had got into his house so quickly was a mystery. Before he could process what he was doing, Dr. Hopkins had opened the door for the stranger who confidently strode inside. He was dressed in a flawless black suit, his hands covered with gray leather gloves. The man had no eyebrows or eyelashes. And when he removed his hat... Dr. Hopkins found that he had no hair on his head. While he seemingly had the proportions of a man, something seemed off. They went into the living room, and the stranger began to ask Dr. Hopkins about the hypnosis he had performed on David. Dr. Hopkins answered truthfully and continued the conversation slowly realizing that the stranger knew details that he shouldn't. And things only got stranger from there. Later on during their interaction, the strange man pointed to Dr. Hopkins' pocket and told him that he had two coins inside, which was true. He asked Dr. Hopkins to take one coin out and hold it flat in his hand. Dr. Hopkins complied and watched in awe as the stranger made the coin disappear. The meeting ended abruptly, with the stranger remarking, My energy is low. Must go now. Goodbye. And just like that, he was gone. Over the next week, Dr. Hopkins found out that the New Jersey UFO Research Organization didn't exist but most concerning to Dr. Hopkins was what the stranger said to him about Barney Hill before he left the stranger asked Dr. Hopkins what he knew about another UFO incident involving a man named Barney Hill and the aftermath of Barney and his wife's run-in with something extraterrestrial Barney died. Do you know what he died from? The stranger asked Dr. Hopkins. Dr. Hopkins theorized a heart attack. But the stranger responded, he died because he knew too much. That final line stuck with Dr. Hopkins, and he couldn't help but feel that this was some sort of threat. Why else would the stranger have told him this? Many UFO enthusiasts have found Dr. Hopkins' recount of what happened that night fascinating and regarded as a likely interaction with a man in black. It's not surprising, though, that Dr. Hopkins' story has not been welcomed by everyone. His nephew said the following, My uncle was, unfortunately, a fantasy-prone individual and craved the center of attention and limelight. And on the base level, he sometimes just makes things up, no matter how hyperbolic, to top everyone else. And as brilliant as he was in many areas, however, he was unskilled at fiction. And for much of the 70s and 80s, He was an alcoholic, he continued. This mysterious being in black, inspired by cheap fiction and alcohol, probably less of malicious intent and more from some sad need for attention, was, alas, a simple lie. Ones that need to be corrected for those into serious research in this area Do you believe that the Dr. Herbert Hawkins story is simply a hoax? Or was this really a real actual account of a man in black? I'd love to hear what you think about this case. Reach out to me at the Scarecast on Instagram, TikTok, or YouTube. And as always, be safe out there.